You know what I I used to find myself doing was touching my lips to it, which is probably not good. It's not good in these times of coronavirus, <clears throat> but no, it's not bad either. Not bad. Got to do what you got to do. Are we back? Are we here? This is happening. Okay. Woo. All right, Garage Gym guys, we are back in the gym Sunday morning with a whole new plan. Get yourself hydrated because we're actually going to finish this one. We did a, well, we did podcast two and had too many, too many uh, interruptions. We decided to scrap it. But we're right back. Yeah, we're back. It's all right. So we're back off. We're two weeks out of our first podcast. We did a, a two-week challenge. So uh, we're, let's see. I just went on a vacation, so I had to. I had to get some. I had to make some decisions on whether fitness or family was more important. So probably not going to get too much into that. But and then you just started uh, PT school. Are you yeah. two weeks in? One weekend? I just finished my first week. Nice. And you're commuting. So yeah. commute's a thing for you. Yeah. Luckily, there's coronavirus, so it's like. <laughs> Let, let's put that on a t-shirt. Luckily, luckily there's coronavirus. Luckily, comma, coronavirus. Okay. Because classes just keep getting canceled because people keep testing positive. So I don't have to drive that often. I think I went two times last week. So Okay. And it's just my opportunity to, you know, listen to some jams. I don't ever listen to music. And so Another fun fact. <laughs> Sean is not a music guy, but you are. <laughs> I'm a musician that I'm a self-hating musician. I'm one of those self-hating musicians that doesn't actually like listening to music, but you know, forced with a commute, I've like slipped back into it. Uh, that's good. That's good. We're, we're learning and growing now. So then there's, let's see, there's that. And then, yeah, I finally brought a little more cardio back into my game here. Um, not, not, I wasn't neglecting it by choice. It was just time. I wasn't making the time for it and it was a lack of good planning. So I could talk about, actually, let me tell you, did you see that assault bike uh, workout I sent you? I saw the assault bike workout. Did, did we talk about it or did I talk about it with you sent somebody me else? a text and that was it. It was a picture of the workout. And I okay. Was like, what am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> I have neither an assault bike nor a desire to <laughs> do this workout. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I had a, I was telling uh, Steven about it and I, I couldn't remember who I had talked to about it, but um, what was it? Uh, five burpees buy-in. Um, and then you got to do a hundred cows. I do on the echo bike and then you have to do five burpees every minute into that. So it was actually fine during it, but it was one of those like rev up where like it gets worse after you're done. You know what I mean? I do know that. <laughs> I do know that from the assault bike, especially. Yeah. I call them hot sauce workouts. Hot. Cause like it's not that hot while you're eating it and then you're doing the afterburn and the water won't make it go away. Right. It, it was, and then I woke up the next day and was like, what did I do? Now, is that like responsible training? Oh, you know what? I actually recall this, this text. You're like, it was a foaming blood at the mouth sort of day. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right. So yeah. I guess you got to break that out every once in a <laughs> yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while. So the door was open and uh, in Michigan, it's cooling down a little bit. So I got that good blood in the mouth type of taste coming back. That's only going to get worse as it gets colder. Yeah, especially when I'm trying to do the nasal breathing. Ah, okay. And it's, yeah. Uh, but no, that, that like, I remember even, I don't, what's that energy system, Sean? Fun fact. For what time? When oh, you're, what you just did? 
Yeah. You, you, you did a time. And by the way, Brendan did it in seven minutes and something, something. Yeah, 739 or something. Which would put you squarely in, oh God. Yeah, aerobic. I think I think you're just, just getting, over past into it. getting past glycolytic. Yeah. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm going to have to look that up now. I didn't prep Sean at any of this. And he's got to go in his little chapters of his brain. With, I guess they're not little chapters, are they? They're Dude, big they're, chapters. They're volumes. Yeah. They're volumes of so. information because I'm a genius. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that destroyed me actually two days later. Um, I woke up and was like, my my traps were, and my, my, I get my traps and lats get really sore on burpees, which is a really weird thing because I, I like, I think I pack my shoulders in order to not, I'm so afraid of hurting my AC joint. And, uh, oh, like anterior shoulder. You're just like protecting that you think yeah so i always keep a nice like a pack and i i try not to like overextend my arms and roll my shoulders forward so i, I get really sore lats in the burpee which is so weird because if you're extending your arm forward like this should be like serratus anterior and like all your front muscles absorbing it and then putting it into your back but you have like this movement fear thing going on and, and i'm not i'm a student of physical therapy so this is not like pt advice i just think it's curious yeah but you it worked out so you get sore in the traps and the lats. It must be like a tall guy thing. Yeah. Well, you've seen some, you've corrected some of that movement fear. Like I was sitting back too far in the front squat because I was afraid of uh, getting into that patellar situation. You're going to shear the knees, going to shear your knees right off. What, sitting back too far? No. If you, if you put your knees out over your toes, oh, then, yeah. then they explode confetti. I know. I was like all about that bigger, faster, stronger uh, advice when I was like 14. They're like, if you tape the string to the knee and it goes over the toe, you are wrong. And I'm like, all right, well, hold on. <laughs> this position never happens in athletics. Your <laughs> knees never go past your toes. Therefore, when you squat, <laughs> knees behind the toes. Oh, yeah. It was a very, you're right sarcastic. or wrong. Disclaimer, sarcastic. Okay. Yeah, so. I'm sorry. It's just, we don't know who's listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, yeah, this is for us too. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the, the, let's debrief again real quick. Cause we already had the conversation. The, but I can guess, I guess we can give a little more data on it now. Uh, the weekly challenge, which, which was the two week challenge, which I gave you the striders, All right? Uh, six, uh, what was it? Six, one minute on one minute off. So six rounds. Hold on. It was eight, eight. <clears throat> Yeah, so the striders, that was all for a reason. And you gave me, you told me I needed to start stepping up and doing five by five because I was doing a little four sets of three, three sets of three. Yeah, so again, my challenge was to give him five by fives because you can you can like really lull yourself into complacency with like a three by three. You're just like, oh, you know, this weight feels heavy, but it's not actually heavy. And then you can get through your three sets of three really easily. But... I think with a five by five, it's harder to hide from. That's all I'll say. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. Yeah. So yeah, we already debriefed a lot of this and I don't know. Let me just what, say in our phantom podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they don't know that you got to You got to. I know. So I'm, what I'm trying to do is warm my brain up. All right. Um. So, yeah, I noticed that uh, with the five by five, um, I lift the big four. Oh, I call it the big four. Is, is that actually called the big four? It is in garage gym, guys. Yeah. So for me, that my big four is deadlift, front squat, uh, barbell standing press, and then flat bench. So um, you stepping out? I'm going to keep going with this. All right. So what I noticed with the five by five is when I start that set, 
I have I've my brain with the way it feels, I fully think I'm gonna be able to finish that set. And rep four sneaks up on me so fast. Yeah, I, I it's very hard for me to determine whether I'm gonna finish that set. So I have to make sure that I don't get too crazy with the weight. Cause again, the point was to try to keep the same weight for all sets. That's correct. So what I know actually now that it's been my second week doing that, I've been charging over there. Um I'm actually finishing them and getting get, getting almost back to my three by three weights. Doing three by three weights on a five by five. Yeah. It's so I mean you, you just your work capacity went up, your overall volume went up, probably getting some juiciness, some thickness. I was gonna say that. Right. I was like caught myself looking in the mirror and I'm like what do you mean caught yourself? I look in the mirror constantly. <laughs> yeah. I'm always checking. But it's I was like point oh two millimeters on the bicep today. Thank good job. Yeah, I was your your eye is dialed. But I was looking, I'm like, oh I actually I'm almost my arms are almost looking like I lift weights now. Because I have that long arm syndrome where I've never had like the guns. And yesterday I was like, finally. Finally, the guns have arrived. And let's also say this. So I got really bad or I have really bad elbows from pull-ups from football. I had a couple things happen in football and then um, just general things. So I can't really sit there and do curls and triceps all day. So for me to like be able to work my arms without hurting my elbows and just doing a couple of these small five by five things, like it's... It is awesome for me. You know what? That's great. That's great. I'll say about the arms. Um, we talked about this a lot. The The tendons and the elbow are a lot weaker than your biceps and triceps. So my feeling is, so weak. is that arm training is something you kind of have to earn. And you have to like go at it a long time to let those tendons catch up, especially at the elbow. Because I think I'm turning a corner on my medial epicondylitis i had like a little little elbow issue yeah. on the on the inside and it's just that i'm like the muscles around that tendon are like getting bigger and i think i think the tendon is finally caught up so i wouldn't i wouldn't uh you know uh limit yourself from doing arm training i would say just like do some mm -hmm. but like ease into it because so you're not training the long story short you're not training the muscles, you're training your tendons until your tendons catch up, at which point you can then train your muscles. And that that was really new to me when you started explaining that. Now, r real quick, you said pausing will help do that too. Pausing or is will it, pausing or is it slow that. eccentric that will that will help focus on that? I mean, I guess I guess you could like make a basic science argument that there's like a you're getting rid of like the the stretch on the on the muscle mm -hmm. I, that's probably less the case with bicep curls i was talking more with like bench and squats and things i like to do pauses but yeah. with with curls with curls for the girls and especially tricep extensions which i need to do more of uh i say just lighten the weight and and mm -hmm. don't go don't go chasing that pump quite yet till you've put six months in i would say mm, six months Who's going to hold themselves back from guns training for six months? Come on. Well, I'm very fearful. I'm skittish when it comes to hurting my elbows because I've just gotten to a point this year where I feel like I can, I can, I'm a lifter now. And if I do anything wrong, it's going to just ruin my day because it's kind of what I got. I don't have a lot of time for everything else. But right now, right now, dips and um, uh, single kettlebell bent over row yeah. with uh, a wrist wrap is getting the guns juicy. 
I like that. I like that. That's where that's going. That's a nice workaround. Yeah, so that's working. Um, no pull-ups until further notice. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's... Big guy problems. Yeah, oh my God. So what do you... I'm going to do a quick uh, quick Q&A here. It's just one question because I, I wanted to ask you this all week. So what's what's hot? What are you thinking about? What's your mind keep drawn, drawn to in the current workouts? In my current workouts... I mean, the weights are just kind of stale. I think I'm really at that point now where I'm very process. Uh, excuse me. Progress is incremental, to say to like put it generously. So mm-hmm. the thing I, I'm when I get like that, I'm just like, okay, so maybe I can think about another aspect of my fitness while this strength thing kind of just chugs along. And so I was inspired by mm-hmm. one of my fellow uh, PT students in my cohort. <laughs> He posted his run workout and my guy did 30 minutes, five miles, which are like six, 12 split. He, Jeez. I think it was a six, 12 split. Yeah. And he's not jacked, but he's, he's in shape. Like clearly. Yeah. I think he's like a CrossFitter kind of type of build. Yeah. That kind of guy. Yeah. But like, but like <clears throat> the natty kind. Yeah, El, El Natural. Not the, not the kind you see on the posters. Not, yeah. not saying any names, but yeah, just the, natty, just the natty male <laughs> walks into a CrossFit gym and like does it well, in shape. Who's that guy? Who's that guy in CrossFit right now? That's got is it Kapowski or whatever? He looks pretty natural compared to the other guys. I don't know this individual. Okay, we'll we'll talk about him later. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So he, so he so he did a what he just did a uh, same split. He just went out for a run. He went for a run and he did six minute splits. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm very bad at running. And so I was like, that's great that Brendan issued me this striders challenge. I'm going to like do it. And I got out the other day and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to do this. And then I didn't set my timer. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'm just going for a run. I can run six minute splits (laughs) for five miles. No, no, I absolutely (laughs) can't. And so I did I did a pathetic 830 mile like uh-huh. around my around my block back just right back into my house right before dinner uh- <laughs> that was it one mile eight eight minutes 30 seconds i was like okay yeah this is something that needs to be fixed i don't need to run five six uh five miles at six minute splits but it'd be nice to run consecutive miles at what's what's respectable uh Seven, seven to seven thirty, I think, is a really good pace for someone to to say to constrain themselves in their lifting. See, like I think that if you say I can always run a seven minute pace, seven fifteen minute pace, I can loop those. Then you can go ahead and chase that deadlift. I think that that seven fifteen, seven thirty should keep you in check. Get into the seven seven fifteen range, and then that's respectable. I like it, yeah. I like that range because um So if I if I woke up just groggy one morning and mm-hmm. then waltzed over to the five local five K, what time should I put up? According well, to you, Mr. Triathlete. Oh, so that would be well all right, max not 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 maxing myself out, but like is that literally twenty one minutes? No, because it's you know, it's like three point two, so you're seven fifteen, so seven fourteen twenty one plus sub sub twenty five. Yeah, sub twenty five, sub twenty three. Sub twenty five is respectable. Yeah, I mean, I see some people, and everyone's different, right? So my buddy Steven would probably, you know, he's farther up the ladder than I am. But I see people that train to do sub twenty three five Ks, and I'm like, 
So some people are training for that time. So if you just train a little less than those people and you can still hit it, I think that's pretty cool. Sub 23, but can still lift. Oh, yeah, that's what we're getting at here. That okay. But can still push weight. Push weight. Okay, yeah. that I like that a lot because... I, yeah, I caught you one day. I walked into your living room and you were watching like your triathletes channel. These guys are just like running in the mountains and you were like engrossed because this was still triathlete Brendan. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I was like, these guys look emaciated. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, What is the guy? The man, the goat. I can't think of it. No, not goat like the greatest all time. They call him the goat because he's got he's really good balance. He's got two horns coming out of his head. Yeah. And oh, he runs for Hoka. I can't think of his name. But he 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 beat the record on the Appalachian Trail. He ran the whole thing. I guess that's a big trail that I should know. It goes oh, from yeah, Maine to Georgia. Oh, my God. And he going. ran it like he'd sleep very sparingly. I saw him crossing a river. And he stepped out onto a rock, and when his he was in the lunge position, and when his uh, thigh kind of broke, like what would be this this angle, like slightly below forty five, mm-hmm. or, or slightly above forty five, he's going to ninety. I mean, he just collapsed because he just has no strength there. And granted, he's running AT, but like we need to we need to have a balance. So that's why I look at those guys, and I'm like, well, that guy's not gonna be. That guy's not going to freaking change his tire very well. You know, you're not going right. to be the guy that lifts up the back cargo compartment of the car, grabs the tire with one arm and urps it out. I'm not going to rely on the goat for much. No. Like Brendan had a tree fall down in his backyard and then your father-in-law came and chopped it all up. Like he had the chainsaw, right? Yeah. And he's like, now f- throw all these in the woods. These- I, I was going to say, yeah. it was like three, four hours of picking up would no it would have been so so he so the tree fell down and it was i ripped it off another tree with my jeep because i had to have a moment to where i felt like i was in you know the quote-unquote masculine member of the family you know females can rip trees down too but uh so yeah then the tree's five feet off the ground he lops all the branches off now we just have tree yeah and he's he's cutting them into six foot sections and he goes hey brandon why don't you just pick those up roll them or end over end them and put them on the property line so they at least like half decent. And I'm like, I was like, God, what did I sign up for? What'd you do with a six foot log? I end over end it like caber toss style, like caber Scottish. Toss. Yeah, I was wondering. And then I rolled it when I got I, when I got a position. And I was like, that was 20 minutes of work that if I didn't lift could have been an all day adventure. Yeah, but I didn't even think about it. I went golfing after, you know. And I was that's why we lift now, right? Yeah, it's it's a. It's part of the why is just being competent. It's competent is it's a really kinda, good. It's word. a yeah, yeah, competent and it's kind of like a hidden superpower because I, I was asking my wife the other day. I like step out of the bathroom and I'm like I'm wearing this shirt. I'm like am I annoyingly big or you know, do you I do know. I like if you saw me, do I look big? And I ask her this question like once a day cuz I'm insecure lifter guy, but mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like She's like, you look like you work out. And I was like, good. Because that's where you want to be. I kind of just want to look like I work out mm-hmm. um, and look competent. I think that's that's probably a better way to describe it than like, yeah. oh, this guy lifts. It's like, mm-hmm. no, that guy looks competent. Like, if we get into some shit, then I'm, I'm going to that guy to ask him to help me put this tire on. Or uh, I'm not going to mess with that guy because 
he's physically stronger than I am. Yeah, it's a deterrent. It's a being a little bit big is a nice is a nice bit of a deterrent. And even from jujitsu, when you have an angry person that's stronger than you, it's still a handful. Doesn't yeah. matter how good you are. Yeah, you could be several belts up, but strong is strong. Strong is strong, yeah, and eye gouge and eye gouge. You know, it's <laughs> this conversation. They don't they don't teach you that in white belt is just <laughs> uh, Yeah. It's a long conversation with, with about that that would probably fire some people up, but this is not the BJJ guys podcast. But yeah, that's one day we'll get there. But uh what was I gonna tell you? Like I was at work and like I'm waiting for this team to come move this desk and i'm just like i'm sick of this because if i get this done i don't have to ask somebody later and i just pick it up and i'm like and i just like throw it outside and i was just like that's why we lift just to do normal life stuff like my life's not on the line it's just i'm it just makes life easier for me i also really enjoy it um katie was threatened brendan's wife was threatening to have the living room bleed into the garage gym and like basically cut off the lifting platform she's like you won't be able to work out for a week because i'm moving this furniture and i almost i went like almost sociopath on her like you don't do that to me yeah you you don't you don't say those words to me what (laughs) you're gonna move your crap into your garage without asking me yeah (laughs) yeah that that was my rationale lady this is all i have okay this is all i have you understand i drive like 15 20 minutes here every morning just so i can like pick some heavy heavy stuff up that's got to be more than just me trying to be competent at that point that's just like uh, this makes me this levels me out and i think so many guys can probably relate to that yeah because like what are you doing after you can bench your body weight squat your body weight like Mm -hmm. diminishing returns man like you're not you, you don't need to get much stronger than that yeah, it's true. It's like where am I? Where am I using all this strength? But I think that's why the running component's fun. It's fun to bounce to something else. I think, I think for people that don't like running, um, at least do it so your life doesn't get stale. It, oh, now I'm gonna go solve this problem. Now I'm gonna go solve that problem. It you gives you. I mean? It gives you uh, motivation juice. Aerobic aerobic activity makes you like. Gives you a little bit of fire, a little bit of more, I can do things, juice. It, it is a weird, I see what you're saying. It's it's hard to describe better, uh, any better than that, yeah. I mean, literally you have more mitochondria in your muscles. Mitochondria are the powerhouses of the cell. So if you have more powerhouses <laughs> and those things are just there, yeah. <laughs> fun fact, uh-huh. then you're probably, you probably are a more energetic person. And so that's that's another thing. Just to bring this way back to the to a gentleman who can run uh, six minute splits for thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, that guy's probably very energetic. And I was like, I think I want some of that. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like I'm the lion. I like to, to run around, get something done during the day, and then lounge in the sun all day. Like I like to either gotcha. be laying or running. I don't like to be sitting like I'm I got my leg propped here so I can kind of stick in this chair like uh, some people are like the Jack Russell Terrier they just want to run all day right and I just I just tried to be that guy I can't be that guy can't do it <laughs> I'm not that guy but you brought us back off Q&A right to where we wanted to start for today's podcast great. is this is hold on that's great let's take a quick break so I can check on the camera I'm glad I brought us back to the Q&A you we're going to jump right back in in yep. one second so this is the topic of today's podcast. We finally made it around. Um, it is the 
let's see. Let's work on the title here. Let's make it's the beginner's guide to running, but it could be the lifter's guide to running. I like that the most. Okay. The lifter's guide to starting running. To to what did you say before? The lifter's guide to running. That's better. Okay. Lifter's guide to running. So this is why you need advice from me. It is not because I'm an awesome runner and because I know everything. But I will tell you, I've done a lot of, if you were to look at how much work I've put in and what I've gotten out of it, it, that disparity, I think, because of I have failed, I have done all the failures for everyone. All they have to do is now just know what I failed on. I call that tinkering. That's a, yeah. that's a big deal. It, it did all the tinkering for you. Right. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, so I finished uh, uh, my half marathon. I'm sorry. My half Ironman, I trained, things would always come up and it was hard to plan. I was going through a couple different job situations and, and life situations, kid situations, having, keep having those kids. And, uh, I trained, I think I looked at the math and I averaged about five hours a week training for the half iron, which are 13 hour. I'm sorry. It's about a six hour race. So some people were out there 10 hours, 13 hours. I was going to ask what's typical. I think, so there's these standard benchmarks. There's like the two-hour half marathon. I, I don't know what the 5K would be, the, the 20. I think we agreed that respectable is sub-25. Yeah. Respectable is sub-23. Yeah, we'll put it around 23. That would be like above average. Yeah. you Well yeah, above the, average. There's your pretty good, pretty good weekender. And then there's a two-hour half marathon. There's the four-hour marathon. Sure. There's the six-hour Ironman and the 12... I'm um, six-hour half Ironman, 70.3, and then there's the 12-hour Ironman. That's what I think. <clears throat> I don't know if the if the respectable scale is not just doubling. It, I wonder if it kind of, you know, tends to... It's nonlinear. Yeah. The time. The yeah. time should increase a little bit. Yeah, but, but uh, like, I trained five hours a week, and I remember I was telling my neighbor, he goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm training for this race, and he's like... Uh, I was like, you're about to see how little you can. I'm going to show people how little you can do and do well at these things. And uh, it, it's a lot of planning. But so that's why the intro guide to running. And um, I also did a trail half um, at two hours and 11 minutes, which was third. I don't remember the elevation game, but it was the Pato Trail. Yeah. And I surprised uh, I surprised myself. I was like, there's no reason I should be even up here. No, granted, you've got guys that can literally just race it. Yeah. So, to one thing, we're not going to get into race choice or anything, but if but we're going to put a pin in this, when racing comes back up, race to finish before you race to be fast. That is the key to getting fast times. I love that. Race to finish. You have it's, to finish first. It's like don't max out in the gym every day. Yes, I see. Oh my god. So I'm like halfway into this race and I see this guy and he's walking and he's talking on his phone. He goes, "Yep, can you come pick me up?" This is the trail half marathon. He's like, yeah, I'm just, it's just not working. It's not working. And I'm like, he just blew himself up. He just blew himself up. Yeah. And I'm like, see, dude, that's where you, that's where you messed up. But you know, everyone's got stuff going on. So anyway, so number one, please don't buy a program. Don't buy a running program. Don't buy a program. People don't. sell running programs. <laughs> I, yeah. Are you messing with me? No, yes, I don't know do. this stuff. <laughs> I know. Yes. Okay. Let's also couple that advice with sub point for number one. Don't use a program right now. I like that too. You don't commit to a program where it's, okay, I do my normal distance. I start at, I start at six miles a week. I do 10% gains every fourth week. I deload and I make it up to 36 miles per week. No, just don't do that. 
there's so much that goes into that that what's the res- reddit subreddit what's a respectable average miles per week right D- it doesn't it's different that's not you you didn't it's, just look up your prescription oh no i did and i failed like five times doing it now we're here <laughs> you've tried you've tried your prescription and realized yeah. you just need to tweak and tinker yeah 36 was my goal 36 was like because i did three runs a week there was the tempo the interval and then there's the um the long but it was it just it just didn't work so, so what, what do you do instead so what you do what i what i did was in general i trained for duration so no matter what i did something i was trying to progressively work to duration so not to get too much into iron because we're not going to talk iron man training we're just talking running but running when I was doing Ironman training, I would look specifically at each event and I would set my, I'd start at respectable pace, which was up to six hours. Yeah. I'd break that into what I thought it would be for each, each event. And then I would say, I have to hit that duration. So I have to be able to train to run two to two and a half hours. Okay. I have to be able to bike for, what was it? Three hours. And then I have to be able to swim for 20 to 30 minutes. Right. So, so that's how you like. That's your baseline. That's what you feel out. And you just ask yourself, you, you just do your runs you and you say, can I, can, well, first of all, we're not chasing a race, but can I, what durations am I comfortable at right now? I can break this down in lifting terms. It's like, where does your form break down? Does it break down at eight minutes of running? Does it break down at 16 minutes of running? Does it break down at an hour, you know? And so the, I, I think the connections between lifting and running are... Mm-hmm abundant and good point and i think your form will break down before you realize it you won't realize it for a week later and you will realize that in the form of itb patellofemoral um you'll have uh, tight psoas you'll have all sorts of oddly loaded muscles um, incredibly sore calves you'll have plantar fasciitis Um, so the next thing let's do is these are not in an order. They're just a, a bunch of stuff here. So build a foundation. So Tell let's, me. let's talk about a st- stabilize your foundation. So what I would do if I were to, if I were to jump you right, well, right, right into that. Hmm. Actually, I'm wondering if I should talk about this. Now. How do you build a foundation for running? You stabilize. Okay. So let's talk about what, what you can do not to get too much into it. Go online and look up the hip girdle myrtle. From Coach Jay Johnson. You're going to have to break that down. Of Oregon? It's hip, a l- hip girdle, girdle myrtle. What's a myrtle? The M-Y-R-T-L. It's, it's a... M-Y-R-T-L. It has something to do with girdle, but the, he had something that was important that started with an M, and he merged them because it helped him remember it. So I'm sure the person listening is thrilled that they're going to have to get on their phone and Google this now. <laughs> Here, if you don't know anything about the myrtle, I'll break down the important parts of the myrtle for you right, right. now. You're going to start off before you do your... Okay, you can do a little warm-up if you, if you want to. Sometimes in the morning, it's better to do the myrtle first, depending on how you feel in your joints. But it, you do a set of lunges. Forward lunges, side lunges, reverse lunges. No weight. And then you, there's one at a 45. But like I said, I'm breaking it down from memory. Then the next one is um, you lay on your side and you do the clams. Clams. So clams okay. is just, you know, you're opening the knees apart. Do it nice and slow. And I do, I put my hand on my upper outer butt cheek. Was that glute med? Yeah. That's kind of what you're trying to involve. You're trying to get that glute med and you just put your hand on it and you'll, and then, and then the next thing you do is you do the Jane Fonda's. So that's lying on your side, 
leg straight lifts. And you can do different variations, toe up to the sky, toe down to the ground, but you're just trying to feel that that glute meat. You can you can do it wrong and use your hip flexors and your and your abs, but you just kind of want to get that butt involved. So the myrtle would be the one I'd start with, um, and then I do a, a dynamic warm up of some sort, which is just monster walks, which is you're walking and you're 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 kicking the. You ever seen that? It's like the Russian march. Your legs are straight and you're just kicking them out in front of you. Oh, yeah, sure. Just like your basic dynamic stretching Mm warm-up. You're going back and forth a certain amount of distance doing these different kind of movements. Yeah, I usually pick three mailboxes. I call them Frankensteins. Frankensteins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I do just do three mailboxes, so it's not that long. um, And then I one thing I do that I I stress is, uh, um, what's it, shuffling. Yeah. Shuffling's a big one. That's side to side? Yeah. I like that a lot. I like shuffling because it, it gets everything kind of fired up around. So um, that's... I mean, yeah, the sides of your hips, especially in lifting, are very neglected. So adductors, glute meat, like you were describing. So stuff like shuffles and these planks and clamshells and things that you're describing, those are all good. I like it. Yeah. Then the, the last one is this... Uh, okay, there's two more. I like uh, Spider-Man's, Spider-Man walk. So he used to, you know, when he crawls on buildings... So I'm you, just going to crawl sideways up a building. No, that's on the floor. You you step out into a lunge and you drop your elbow to your ankle. I know what this is. Yeah. And then you, you put your other hand on the ground and then you just kind of walk like that. Gotcha. Like you're climbing on a building. And then the other one is, the, oh, this is what monster walks are. I can't believe I mix those up. You get a get a small band and I, I keep it in. I, I have a bunch of these. I have them at work. I have them in my car. Um, the, around your ankles and you're just doing very small You've seen me do it all the time in between deadlift yeah. sets. Very small lateral shuffles, slow. So when you you got the band around your ankles, it's it's what twelve inches. It's about that big that loop. <laughs> no comment. I okay. You can get any band from anywhere, but I use the Perform Better band. So if you go on Perform Better and you see that, then you yeah, you can take a chance on the one on Amazon. Ever, me and Steven have argued about this, that you don't need name brand bands. I like nice bands, though. I do. I like bands that don't break. So that, that, that's where I draw it. <laughs> so the monster walks are massive. Okay, so you will notice, and I did all this. If you do all that before you run, you will notice you are not nearly as sore, and you are going to be able to make gains because everything's now turned on everything's turned on and you're like a you're Mm -hmm. like a broomstick you know everything's turned turned on and you're just the broomstick that's like now solid yeah now if you start to really if you're really worried about stability there's a couple more things you can do you can do bird dogs which is you get into the quadruped very nice right to the tabletop position and you do opposite arm opposite leg and you're just trying to reach your ankle and your wrist as far as they can be from each other because i feel like when i do that I have to squeeze my butt cheeks to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, probably in this myrtle, there's some some kind of glute bridge. Oh, there's way more to the myrtle, yeah. but There's more to the, the myrtle. Key. So yeah. I assume there's a glute bridge. So this is like a full core stabilization, mm-hmm. uh, get your hips under you sort of protocol, which I neglect. For the, my pathetic 830 mile, I just went out. Yeah, oh, so you're like, oh, I don't have time to do 20 minutes of this. You're right, you don't. But if you make the time now, a year from now, you won't ever have to do it because your body's already ready to go. I like that a lot. You know, and that was a really hard hurdle that I, I had to get over. So I actually printed it out. I laminated it. I have a ring. And when I come out in the morning, I just grab it and I throw it down on the ground. And I used to do it. So we'll drop these PDFs in the, the description. So 
of both the podcast and the YouTube videos so that you guys know what's going on and know all these movements because obviously it's hard to explain from a chair. God, you think of everything. Okay, so we talked. I'm here. Yeah, we talked about a uh, a foundation. That's because you have to stabilize first, kind of like the old NSCA, NSCA concept, stabilization. Yeah, I'm following. You know what I mean. I don't remember what that continuum is, but the next one is form. So what do you mean? Uh, tangent. FMS. Gray Cook. Uh, uh, mobility, stability, movement, or something mobility, like that. Mobility, stability, strength, strength. Yeah. Power. Power. Yeah. Endurance. Exactly. Dude, what, what we just did. Look at us. The coffee just kicked in. <laughs> All right. So we. So you stabilize. You built a foundation. The next thing is form. This is where people get hung up. They get too caught up chasing form. And let me just tell you, there are two ways you can learn form. Just just do, just bear with me here because if you keep your volume low enough, your form will not be, a, your consideration for form is based on how much volume you have. You can keep, you can have insufficient form to a degree if you balance it with low volume. Okay. Let's not get too far into that. No, but so th- this is, because th- if this is for the lifter, it's yes. just like, you can do 315 for three good-looking reps. Mm-hmm. If you then try to bump it to six reps, your form is going to break down. So all you said was that you're not going to actually run as much as you think you need to run because this is something I'm finding. Yeah. Even if my cardio is better... How do I want to put this? My ankles and hips and body need to catch up to my cardio. So I can go yes. really hard on the assault bike, but my my running muscles cannot go as hard as my heart wants to go. Right, and that's going to merge into the next point. These are so hard to to break apart, but yes, I guess we'll pull them all together. Yeah. So, you yeah again your form. Everyone's seen like the lifter runner. You yeah. know, you can see the way they move. They're when they pull their knee through to 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 stride out. I don't know the phases of the gait, but when they pull their knee through. Um, their, their ankles don't lift as high, you know, mm. they're not like the track runner where the ankles brush the butt as they, you know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't have that really, you know, they kind of have a little bit of a, of a front roll of their shoulders and, um, but that's kind of how the tactical runner is a lot of like the, that I've seen, there's always the special operations guys that, you know, there's a whole crew of them and you've got that one side where they're just big. But they right. can run, but they're just big, and they and they're, it's hard on their body, and they're, so they're they're running slightly inefficient, but they're just so robust and strong and trained so much that they can get through it. They can get through it, yeah. But that's not ideal. No, but but I think you probably don't want to like scare yourself out of running. But again, yeah. to your point, if you're big and you run like poop, then you should probably like keep your volume low. Just bringing back old concepts. Go ahead. Yeah, keep the volume low. Just, just okay. So this is how I think you can you can train your body to do form without having to think too much about it. Two things. So one is the sled drag, which we should do a video on how to build one of those sleds. Great idea. The reason Sean does not do the sled drag is because it's it's a time commitment. That's true. So we'll get to the other one is striders. But if we go to talk just about the sled drag. What's good about the sled drag is, so we're talking about a belt that is on your hips. It's just, it's, I put it kind of, I don't know. You put it on your hips, uh, you just low enough to where if you were to lean forward in a, in a, a stiff position, yeah. it, you wouldn't feel like it was pulling your belly button. 
So it's got like what a, a eight foot rope behind it and it goes through a tire. And then I put a, a 25 or a 45, depending on the slickness of the road. But, but you have to play with it because you have to figure, you have to be able to walk with it for about 20 to 30 minutes. So you want to keep wow. a very lightweight on it and you have to kind of pick and choose where you walk in the road. But we'll get all into this when we do the video of the sled itself. But in general, when you have a sled dragged behind you and it's attached to your waist, what it teaches you to do is it teaches you to be hip forward in your running. That's brilliant. You press your hips. So now my chest is up. I'm breaking at the ankle and not at the hips. Wow. Here we go. And this is the best part. It teaches you to plant your foot underneath you to generate force. Dang. AKA preventing overstriding. You're making me want to do sled drags. I know, dude. Credit my buddy Chris Lyons. Shout out to Chris Lyons. He's a... That's big time. Yeah. Because that's so much of it. When you get into... I'm going to use a bunch of terms, but anterior pelvic tilt, when you've got like duck yes. butt, mm -hmm. then all you're doing is basically planting into your psoas when you stride out in front of you. So this idea of becoming a straight up and down broom mm. and having that thing lean... At the ankle. At the ankle. Mm -hmm. I've And I've heard that twice now you're the second person to tell me that about you should lean from your ankles and for a guy with like no dorsiflexion yeah that's me that's that's i need to yeah okay so what i do is i i put my hand on my chest as a little bit of a, of a um of a cue and i drive my hips up i you know maybe squeeze my butt cheeks and then i break forward at the ankle and then when that sled starts moving which is why you have to get the right weight for that to happen the sled needs to move when you press your hips up and you lean forward, and then you just put that foot down. So what you'll do is, um, also, you will you will realize that when you do the sled drag, your feet will probably be the sorest until you condition them because that foot is stepping down underneath you, and you're squeezing from toe to heel. You're getting all that fascia. Yeah. And you're squeezing, and you're it's almost like you're, you, you don't have claws, obviously, and you're trying to claw the pavement back. Right. And you, your glute will become engaged. And this is pulling all back to form. When you have proper placement, your skeleton is in the right position. And then you're you're activating the correct muscles, which is what the sled does. Um, you, gen you, 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 you fall into good form. You fall into better form than you had. I'm starting to see the light. And I'm trying to imagine how I'm going to do sled drags. Okay, well, let me bring it back to the lifter. Sled drags are a good part of any good program because you're only mm -hmm. concentrically loading your legs. And so that's a good way to flush blood through the muscles without mm -hmm. getting them incredibly sore from eccentrically loading them or like stretching them under weight, basically. So sled drags should already be a part of your program as a lifter. But then you have this added bonus of that's like bonus training for your running. Yeah, and don't confuse this with prowler pushes or prowler pulls because this is a low. This is specific. Yeah, this 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 concept of the sled drag and again, it'll make more sense when we post the video. But um, it is not a high heart rate thing. It is a, an endurance heart rate level, a comfortable. You should be able to talk to somebody while you do it, and and you'll you will just you'll just feel this in your butt, your hamstrings, your abs, and your uh, and your feet. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard one to explain to a lifter too, especially co someone coming from CrossFit. It's like mm -hmm. you're not trying to blow yourself up because you will pay for it in all of these running yeah. muscles. It's oh man, it's very hard to go into the zone two conversation with a CrossFitter because if you don't hear it from somebody you respect, it's very hard to listen to. The, gotcha. What you can do in the zone two. So we'll come back to that. But okay, so the other thing is for form is striders. 
So striders is um, you're running in a straight line at a pace slightly faster than a jog, but lower than a run. So you got to feel it out. You got to see a strider. But um, what you're doing, the pr- purpose of a strider is just to turn your all your muscles on. And when again, when you turn all the muscles on, you get better form. So what happens is with the beginning endurance runners that go and buy a program and they don't do any of these warm ups and they don't do any of the of the sled drags, the striders. What they do is they don't turn on all the muscles and then they how would you describe this? They 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 don't use they inadequately assign muscles to this to the activity. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah. They just kind of collapse through the running. They're getting through the workout, but they're not right. They're not making the best adaptations because they're just yeah yeah. Your potential is so much lower than what you should be. But but that's not okay. That's important though because people are like, well, if I can run like that, then why do I need to run like you? Okay, you're right. You need that concept of running without all the muscles turned on is what you do the last two hours of your Ironman. You train, you know what I mean? So that you can survive that and, and walk to the car after Re- your Ironman. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's survival. It's for race day. Yeah, it, it is not, you don't run crappy on your training days. Don't do that. Okay, so we talked about form, striders and sled drag. The next thing uh, is impact that you have to consider. This is the constraint to success, which is kind of this, the two points. You said your ankles. Yeah, impact training for impact so what you do is you eventually have to you have to train and get the impact um but you don't need to do that until maybe you're getting closer to your race day where you're running on the surface that the race will be on yeah so limit the impact for a while by sled drags um striders lower volume and then run on grass or dirt roads. Or I love all of this. Okay, so that's what that's what the big, especially a big lifter. What I do is I do a lot of this stuff. I, I'll do my striders on pavement. I'll do my sled drag on pavement because you need you need that uh, you say proprioception or not proprioception. You need that that mental link to that surface. Yeah, that's what you're going to be running on race day. Right. So then you run and you train your form. And your and then your lungs on the softer surface, and then you slowly start pulling that volume in on the hard stuff. But I'm telling you, don't pull it in until you have the race, until you need to. Because who are you really impressing? Right. So what I do is I live on a golf course. I run on the golf course. That's a privilege that not everyone has. Um, not like that, but I mean, it's a. I'm not hating on my old golf course, but we don't we don't maintain that thing very well. Uh, it is a golf course, but it's not what you think it is. <laughs> so what you do is go to a, what I like to do is I used to go to a, a high school and I would usually like at a complex where there's multiple schools on that property. I'd run around the outsides of the buildings. So that they don't uh, call the cops on you. Exactly. So like kind of just in from the sidewalk Yeah, is usually around like Selene High School, that whole complex. You oh, can get four miles I, in. I love the the little grassy medians all, all over just, just on the sides of the sidewalk. That's where I run. Mm-hmm. It's just the only reason I recommend going to a, a building complex and not just doing it in town is because that's usually where the dogs crap. So it's just something to consider. Oh, wow. Big, <laughs> great point. Again, yeah. things I don't know. And like uh, when you run between the sidewalk and the street, there's a, sometimes there's opportunities for those low, like sewer, I've stepped my foot in a hole. Oh, yeah, before. yeah. You can definitely snap up your ankles. Yeah. How, how are we doing on the list? 
Oh, yeah, we're pretty close. All right, so impact, again, I talked about it. Run, um, I think I made all my points. Don't need to reiterate them. Okay, the last thing is endurance. It's easy. Uh, it's it's just a thing to consider. Um, not going to get too far into it now, but hydration happens two days in advance. Wow. Your endurance will will be limited on your hydration. You don't realize it until you start doing proper hydration. So I'm not going to get into all the hacks on how to get uh, properly hydrated. But what I say is the Hammer Nutrition Enduro Lights, those tablets are the best for me. Those are electrolytes. Yeah, it's a, it's an electrolyte blend. I would I would when I was training endurance, like I would start drinking those the night before, and you'd be unstoppable because when you're ter- um, when you have your magnesium and your muscles aren't tightening, yeah, you're you're not gonna have a calf cramp and then have to your form gets all jacked. Interesting. So there's that. Then there's diet fat adapted. So if, when you if you want to start endurance running, yeah, that's important. But but right now, I think stay that's good for a lifter this list so far yeah that's it that's it man i know i get carried away but yes just hydrate you think you're tired you're probably not tired you're just dehydrated remember we had that talk and i was like sean i'm really getting killed in these these metcons in the morning and you're like we figured it out i was like hey dude i just was really dehydrated (laughs) i was really dehydrated that's fair i mean yeah speaking of mitochondria which you're trying to build with all this aerobic activity i mean those things run and produce water so there you go you just need it it makes sense um my list is done by the way sorry no so i i wanted to talk about this list because it is the lifter's guide to running oh maybe that's it right it was it (laughs) we don't even know what this is called super organized garage gym guys Mm -hmm. um there are so many concepts that lifters already know but we kind of throw to the wind when we decide to go for a run and i'm guilty of this with my pathetic 830 mile i should have done striders or i should have done something more structural more getting me ready for the race right so my takeaways number one auto regulate you all know this feeling you get in the program says 405 for three reps you start pulling 365 and you realize uh it ain't there today (laughs) right so you pull out you pull back So again, not having a program for your running is a good idea because you should just go out and like feel it out and get used to the sensation of running and running well. Okay. Which brings me to the next point. Running well. That's striders. Good. Good form. Yes. Good form. This is another thing lifters know. They know I don't want to snap my stuff up. So I need to use good form. What helps with good form? Keeping the volume in check. Right. Right. So when you run with low volume, you can always have, not always, but you will have a greater distribution of your running will be in that good form category. And you won't be just collapsing on your psoas and like bashing your plantar fascia. Right. Yes. So lower volume at good form. So all quality reps. Right. Quality reps. Yeah. Quality reps. These are all garage gym guy ideas. And we'll get more into this when we talk about kind of our lifting philosophy if you can call it that but Mm -hmm. auto regulation don't need a program limit the volume to what's you know what to what you're competent at Mm -hmm. where you can have good form and then i just like the idea of running on grass because i run in these like little minimalist shoes do you know i run in these yeah in the pavement yeah that's crazy no i i mean that's why i run on the grass all the time it's because I'm just like, I can't handle it on the sidewalk. 
Yeah, I hear you. I run. I run these are ultra solstice. They're 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 low drop, but they're not minimal. But I need a tight upper. I'm surprised you're. I don't. I'm not as worried about the minimal sole as it, the upper doesn't look tight. Oh, I mean, I tighten them up. Okay, before I go. Okay. Out. So yeah, so there's anything else you want to talk about with running for the lifter? One or thing, the lifter's guide to running. One thing: if you really need to get your lungs pumping, and you really that's on this your is mind. Great, yeah. Do it on a bike or do it on a Metcon. Do it on a jump rope or a burpee or a uh, a 90, not even a 95 pound. If you if you really feel like I need to burn it to feel good and sweat, do do thrusters. Do max set of thrusters at 95. Do a, do a 20 rep set. Yeah, that will get your heart rate up enough. And and um, what's Caroline's dad's name? Mike? Mike. Mike is a nasty Ironman. How old is he? 60? Approaching 70, yeah, at oh least. Oh, my God. So Mike is nasty at iron man and he told me now granted he's got all the form and all the every all the adaptations he said i swim now for my run training because he said he very rarely runs because he's 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 beat up he's yeah. stabilized he didn't consider impact as much or, or maybe his racing even when you consider impact it's you're still screwed his form's good so he's stable he's got good form he's got some impact quota so he gets into the swimming. You won't be able to have the swimming because that's, we're not swimmers. So, well, I love it. But most of the audience is do it on the bike or do thrusters or do jump rope or do burpees. Yeah. Quick aside, like if you look up, what are the things that no, that uh, that give you the most kind of aerobic response or burn the most calories, I think would be something everybody understands. So like what burns the most calories? The top two or top three are number one cross-country skiing okay that does not help the garage gym guy i think number two is swimming okay that doesn't help the garage gym guy mm -hmm. number three circuit training and so this goes into our that philosophy sounds like our, our wheelhouse exactly yeah. so especially if you're doing your strength sets if you want to blow yourself up just set up like two or three implements and be like i'm going to do 10 reps here 10 reps here 15 reps here and then just cycle it through for like 15 20 minutes mm -hmm. or and or do um, I like jump rope as well, but th th we're going to get mm -hmm. into the weeds, but circuit training is a great way to condition yourself. If your running hasn't caught up, your running form hasn't caught up with your conditioning, which is I'm, I'm basically talking to myself right now it, and me now, cause I'm out of shape now, but yes, absolutely. Your, your lungs are, are better than your, than your body right now. It's the way it is. <laughs> it's the way it is. <laughs> Which is okay. Speaking the hard truths on Garage Gym, guys, that'll do it for the Lifter's Guide to Running. Sorry, all, for like the 25-minute ramble at the beginning. I thought it was worth it. It was good to catch up. I, I need it. Okay, so so I want these episodes all organized, one topic, and we get granular. But, dude, I don't see you during the week, and yeah. I kind of I restrict my conversation because I want to talk about it here. My guy is not on Marco Polo anymore because he threw his phone at the wall like an idiot. Do not... Break your only at trusted Apple ID device. You will have a hell of a time getting your Apple Come ID. Come on. Oh, verified. he doesn't have his Apple ID. I get There's it. There's the problem. So let's let's do this. So instead of doing a, a a weekly challenge for each of us where we go we divert into different directions, let's do one challenge. I want you to give the weekly challenge for both of us. The problem is consider. We got consider we got everything going into the uh into the gym not everything we can make some room but we're gonna have less floor space uh and then um so we got a short week which is okay 
What's what's our weekly challenge for this week? My first challenge is to get a power adapter for my camera because I don't want to like get up five times during an episode. Okay. The next challenge is to do more of the same, but do it. Okay. So already what I'm thinking about is doing my strength training, doing a circuit, but actually doing a circuit. And then on, especially like I've been running on upper body days. I don't, however, that's worked out because I alternate upper lower yeah. almost every day. Um, I'm going to be more consistent with my running and do the striders because this has been illuminating. I'm just like, I need to run with good form. It's not the time to blow it up for 30 minutes and see how far I can get because I'll just screw myself for the next yeah. couple weeks. Wrap it up, Brandon. All right. Well, that's it. That's beginner's guide to running. We're going to come back. Well, we're going to talk about something next week. Beginner's guide. It's the lifter's guide to running. Check that. Edit that out. That is the lifter's guide to running. Because you gotta, if you want to run, you still gotta look good and look swole. So you better keep doing it so you can do both. Does that sound good? I got my eyes shut because I'm embarrassed to look at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the end of the episode. Thank you, everybody. Yeah.